Well, what's up, folks? It is Friday Eve, Thursday night for those who like to keep track of the days of the week. And it is also episode 116. And tonight, he should be joining us here momentarily. Jumaine Jones, number 33, former Sixers, former Cavaliers player, former Lakers player. So it'd be great to get his take tonight on the massive trade deadline that happened today before the trade deadline. And of course, Fear the Beard is in Philly. So James Harden, now a Philadelphia 76ers, goodbye and good riddance to Ben Simmons. And by the way, New York, welcome to the baggage show because what's going to happen is right now he says he's happy, but let's not forget where he wanted to have his ultimate destination and that was out there in LA. So as much as he says he loves to be a net, I seriously doubt it because they're going to go through all over again. But Whatever, that saga is over. Let it be whatever it's going to be. But we got some NBA talk tonight. Hopefully some MLB talk as well as big things happen in the MLB. And hopefully that means that we may end up having a season overall. So that would be a great thing if it does happen. But nevertheless, we'll get into the trade. Good, At least good news for the Sixers. Maybe not so much for the Nets, but also a couple guys that we needed not to lose Thankfully, we didn't. So good job by the Sixers putting that together. Of course, we hope to see uh, Harden playing here in the next couple of games. I know that he did arrive in Philly and has spoken to uh, Doc Rivers. So let's hope that everything's going to turn out well. But with that being said, I see the comments already coming in. And thanks for everyone tuning in here stateside out in Brazil, Uruguay, overseas, Switzerland, Germany. By the way, welcome Stockholm and uh, everyone else. That is tuned in tonight. We appreciate the love and support. And don't forget, you can also check us out on BroadStreetSouth.com, BroadSDSouth.com, and our YouTube page, which if Facebook keeps going the way it's going, once again, I've been saying it for the longest of time, it may end up being just indoor on YouTube and or just on our website. So stay tuned more for that because as much as we like to deal with Facebook, Facebook a lot of times like to alter a lot of things. So let's just hope that we can stay right where we are. But with that being said, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. It is finally warm down here in Tampa, but ain't going to be for long because that cold front is coming from Canada all the way back down here again. So with that being said, it is episode 116. I'm Angel, and welcome to Broth Peace Out. And as always, the man with the master plan, the Godfather. It is Mike Fuji right here on the other side. Fuji, what's happening tonight? What is going on, Angel? Good riddance, Ben Simmons. Welcome the beard, the Philly, James Harden. The man is in town. It was a big trade. I believe it went down around 1, 1.30. And what's your take of it? How's everybody doing tonight, Friday Eve? Dylan in the background, let's get him on. Hopefully, Jumaine will be on soon. How you doing, Angel? I'm doing fantastic after finally being in the cold, which, again, I keep saying it's ironic to say down here in Tampa, but it does get chilly. But we got up to 75 degrees today, which is absolutely phenomenal. We're looking for the same thing tomorrow. Then this storm, rain front, whatever you want to call it, front comes through on Sunday, which you guys will be doing with a lot of rain and cold air. So that air we push back down here and come next week, we'll be right back in old Jack Frost. So uh, hopefully it continues to get warm. But the other one that knows all about it is our local Tampa correspondent. Dylan can back me up on this one because Dylan has not been a weird winter so far down here in Florida. 
It really has. It's been back and forth. We we can't decide. We're very bipolar, if you get it. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> my pun's there. But nonetheless, guys, Angel Fuji, congratulations on your 76ers getting, ben, or getting rid of Ben Simmons and bringing in James Harden. <laughs> Obviously, my magic did not make as many big moves as your 76ers. But hey, it's Bolando here in Orlando, Florida. And we're pumped for Bobol coming in to the mix here in Orlando. Now we got the triple towers. That's what the uh, broadcasters have been saying here these last couple of weeks, at least the twin towers for Wendell Carter Jr. and for Mo Bamba. But guys, it's uh, it's basketball season. You know, once, ba- once football season ends, there's no baseball right now. So basketball season is where it's at right now. So, yeah. Well, hey, football. Super Bowl weekend is another thing, you know, we could dive in tonight and biggest game, last game of the season. And, you know, I think the Bengals could have a shot this coming Sunday being the, the underdog. Who knows? I just don't like Joe Barrow getting sacked 12 times in the playoffs. And, you know, Von Miller and Aaron Donald are lecking their chops to get in that backfield. So yes. I think it's going to be a close game. I think if you're a bet man, I think, the Ram, the uh, Bengals may cover, but I think the Rams pulled out. Yeah, it's go with absolutely the true. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And by the way, uh, real quick before we get into some NFL stuff here, first off, uh, Chris, Dan, Tom, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We appreciate it. Sean, what's up, guys? Uh, your magic cut ties with Michael Carter Williams, former 76ers, uh, and that goes for you there, Dylan. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Our guard position is relatively heavy anyways. We got a guy like Markel Fultz, who is a former Sixer. Thank you very much, yep. gentlemen, from that. <laughs> and we also got Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs. Our, our guard position is honestly no problem at all. We need a lot more big men on this roster anyways, so I have no problem with them releasing Michael Carter-Williams. Our guards are relatively in. in- I, I have a lot of promise with a lot of those guys like Suggs and Cole Anthony especially. There it is. And uh, speaking of basketball, as we get into things here, and we're hoping for, uh, again, for Jermaine Jones to come on here. One thing I want to mention as we get into our first segment here is do not forget, folks, with our new strategic partnership with Caesars Entertainment, Super Draft Pro from Caesars Rewards, the future of sports fandom. If you guys want to have fun as much as I've been having, as much as Dan has been having, uh, checking out the app here. You guys can sign up. There's different packages. You can go right through broadstreetsouth.com, broadstsouth.com. Click on the link there, and you guys, it's from free to your basic plan to your elite plan. Check it out. If you love playing sports, if you like gambling, but not like crazy gambling, meaning that you have an addiction problem, you can win some terrific prizes there from Super Draft Pro. So check it out again. Go through broadstreetsouth.com. Again, broadstsouth.com. Click on the very top link where you say strategic partnership with Super Draft Pro. Sign up. It's a lot of fun. There's every day there's something new. And along with the prizes, you can win cash depending on what state you win on. If not, there's also other eligible prizes that you can trade that in for. So check it out. Super Draft Pro. As I get more and more into it, I'll discuss it more and more. Uh, but again, just waiting here and Jermaine to come on. So, uh, one, and, and I don't want to get too much into basketball here because then we'll have to repeat ourselves. So I'm, maybe I'll just hold it off for a second. But speaking about, as Fuji had brought up, well, you know what? Let me let me switch gears before we get into that. As we just spoke about before we came on, 
the MLB with some good, exciting news, Dylan. And I know because you have your terrific podcast, I want you to lead off that segment with what Major League Baseball did today. Yeah, so Major League Baseball today, and Rob Manfred had announced a few days ago that he will have a, a media press conference with all the media members to talk about some things. And I think a lot of people were interested, obviously, as everybody is here in the baseball world, is was were interested really about the state of the MLB, the state of this lockout, and what's going to happen here to come. And fortunately, there was some good news. They said Saturday they're supposed to have a meeting they said, obviously, for right now, there's no plans on spring training being canceled, which I think is, or at least being delayed, I should say, not canceled, delayed. But that's good news, though, because if you gotta, you got to think about this. Spring training is supposed to start next week. Players and pitchers and catchers will report next week, or we're spo- are supposed to report, at least for now. So for them to say that, you know, spring training right now, there, there, there's no you know, any situation right now where they're going to delay or cancel spring training games, that's really good news. And they said they're going to talk Saturday and talk things over again. Hopefully we get some sort of deal this weekend. Somebody actually said, which I thought was great was, and I think it was Ben Verlander, who's the um, brother of Justin Verlander, obviously pitcher with the Houston Astros. And he had posted, he said, what would be great is if Saturday they could get the deal done. And then they announced it on Super Bowl Sunday on Fox that said, Oh, Dylan's feed just froze up. See what happens when you go live? There's things that happen, them little bugs that come up. It's always a glitch. Yeah, it always is. It's okay, though. Hey, it's expected. By the way, we are live from the LG Direct Sales Solution Studios. Thank you to Larry Gilman at lgdirect.net. And hopefully Dylan will figure out here that his, <laughs> his, well, hold on. He may have, oh, there he is. Did I, okay, did I, did I, did I cut you out there? Did I cut out uh, there? You end up, you end up freezing up. Okay. Uh, just so just what I was saying here on the MLB lockout hopefully this weekend things are going to be positive and hopefully I mean I don't expect a deal being done this weekend but I think if the deal can get done by next week I mean we can legitimately have spring training games I believe by March 1st or at least like or like later February I think if the deal could get done by early next week I think there's a lot of promise of there being a, at least a majority of spring training games being played this year right now, I want to see if hopefully this works. I don't know if it, if it answered or not, but we'll see. Um, that. Hello, Nick. Are you there? And oh, hang on here. Let's see you, yep, hang on. I'm trying to get him over. Nick, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, Thank there you. he is. There's Nick. Nick, how What's are you? Ducky. Hey, Ducky. hey, what's going on? Hey, I. Hey, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm pretty disappointed by this Harden for Ben Simmons trade, but we'll take, we'll take on Ben Simmons. We'll treat him well. Uh, a little bit. It's, you know, at Harden for a year, you know, this was supposed to be the next big three, but time to move on to a new chapter and hopefully Ben Simmons can come back healthy, come back strong and, and help us win a chip this year. Are you crying in your beer up down there in Clemson? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you sound like you're taking it pretty hard, man. We're not. Oh man, it just it stinks, you know. I just got his jersey, like I've had his jersey for a year now. Now it feels yeah. like worse place, but all good. It's all good. Well, if you ordered it from Fanatics, you know, if you got the jersey insurance, you could 
send it back and get a Sixers jersey with hard <laughs> on it if you like. Uh, uh, you know, I think I'm gonna pass. I think I'm gonna pass. Uh, for Philly, you guys must be a sick, like James Harden, Joel Embiid. That's, I mean, that, that's probably the best duo in the NBA right now. Well, the Sixers picked up his option today for next season, so you know, Daryl Morey, Morey went what? all all in. So, yeah, you see, it was forty seven point three million dollars. Yeah, that's insane. That is insane. Well, hey, you want to win now? You got to. You got to go out and do what you got to do. So, yeah. yeah you know, six or so, they're sold to the devil, but hey, you know, Embiid's window is about three, four years, hopefully beyond. But, yeah. you know, the, you know, the big yeah. man in the NBA with the injuries, you know, if you go back in history, now's the time to win. Yeah. I mean, if they can unload that Tobias Harris contract next year, which, you know, he's getting a super max contract and, you know, maybe bring in a third player or, you know, you didn't give up Maxi, You didn't give up Matisse Thibel. So the only, the only thing I slightly don't like about it is yeah. B really don't have a backup with Andre Drummond being Delta Brooklyn. So who's going to play center? Right. That's really the only. Right. I think they'll be able to figure that out. I think, you know, I think they'll be able to figure that, that part out. And, uh, Maybe they run some small ball with Harris at the five, and and they'll right. they'll mix in some lineups and and make it look interesting. But I don't know. Philly should be excited today, and I'm excited to see what Ben Simmons has got. And uh, March 10th in Philadelphia, that might be bigger than the uh, LeBron booing show back to Cleveland. So that'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah, it will be. And by the March way, 10th. if not, circle listening. your calendar. For everyone listening in here on the phillysportstrips.com hotline, it is our beat writer, Nick Leakesy, uh coming up from us, uh, coming through on the Clemson side of the house. And uh, Nick, well, yeah, March 10th, first of all, it, you talk about a boo fest that's going to happen in Philly. It, it can't get, it's bad enough when it happens with the Eagles. I can only imagine what it's going to be like once he comes back. That's even, I'm pretty sure he'll have like, I don't know, COVID or diarrhea or God knows whatever else. To, to make sure that he doesn't, you know, even bother stepping in and over to the wells. So I hope Ben, for his sake, that he actually performs as he's supposed to, even though he, he's not going to be under pressure because obviously between Kyrie um, and uh, Kevin Durant, he's not going to have a problem. So it's not like he, the pressure isn't on him. So I'm pretty sure it'd be fine. But as I was telling the guys before we came on uh, online here, we went live, is that the ultimate destination for him was L.A., so to me, him going to New York, sure, it might be a change of pace for him, but now he's a little bit further away from his little squeeze, the younger Kardashian out there from L.A. So I feel that this whole thing with New York, maybe it'll turn out to be something good. But for me, I think it starts all over again on top of I don't see how in the world that you are OK with basically wasting $20 million on fines because you were that much of a crybaby not to go out there and play. And then a lot of it was said because of his mental health, only come to find out it's just he didn't want to play here. So for a lot of people who decided to say, well, you know, it's his mental health and it, the Sixers reached out, everyone reached out in the front office, the players were reaching out, he ignored every single person. So it had nothing to do with mental health. The whole thing was he did not want to play basketball any longer in Philly. Yeah, it stinks. He handled the situation 
uh, quite poorly. And I think when he looks back on it in a couple of years time, wherever he's ended up playing, he's going to, he's going to think the same thing. But right now I think he's just ecstatic to get out of there. Um, I don't know if Brooklyn is his final destination spot, but you know, you got to play with two of the top, what, 10 scores yeah. in this league. I feel like that's a pretty good fair shake for Ben Simmons. And uh, hopefully he can come back on the court and, and focus on what he's good at. And hopefully, I mean, the Brooklyn media is going to kill him for not being able to shoot just like everyone else is. But, I mean, hopefully he can just kind of focus on what he's good at. And hopefully Steve Nash can kind of unlock some of those point guard abilities that he that he has and that he's shown in the past. Booz, you started saying something before? Uh... I don't know. I, was, uh... I said, I said, I, I... Go ahead. No, uh, no, my thing was going in and out. My apologies. Uh, no problem. So uh, again, so now the, the Sixers, Nick. So they end up giving away. Thankfully, not the house. I know they wanted to throw in that five one in there, and they they wanted someone else as well. But the Sixers didn't work it out to where now you're looking at what's supposed to be a first round twenty twenty two pick, but it can be turned into a twenty twenty three. Then the same thing with the, I believe it was the 2025 or 2027 that can be used later on as well. But knowing how the GM here is Dan Morley in in Philly, it's going to work out really, really well as far as for the Sixers because to me, the man's a genius. And obviously he had some impact for James Harden to be here. And I think maybe the change of pace, I know there was a report out there saying that obviously he did not want to be in New York anymore because of all these sanctions and everything else that was going on. Not that Philly's any better. And, you know, this whole thing when it comes to masking up is now somehow or another dramatically changing everywhere, including L.A., which now the Super Bowl being out there, all of a sudden you're not being asked for COVID cards or masks or anything else because, of course, they want to maximize on their dollars. So maybe the change of pace for him being in Philly could end up helping him out. And if we're, you know, on a lease until the end of the year, then so be it. But hopefully him being here will be something better than he's done in New York. Obviously, we saw the fallout between Houston when he wanted to be out of there. Then the same thing in New York. Then he stated that he didn't want to have this kind of bad reputation as far as not making up his mind what he wanted to do. So now being a Philadelphia 76er, I truly hope that this is where he wants to be, where he'll get his kind of feet wet and figure out how and what this team's all about. And, and supposedly has a good relationship with Doc Rivers. So I think and it could have ended up in his lap the best way it possibly could be. And we'll see. Maybe, you know, it, it might be a whole different story here when that when when he's able to play. So I'm I'm yeah. hoping this is kind of long term. It would be nice. But at the age of 32, I know there's and, and he's got health issues more than anything else. I just hope that now he's finally happy to where he wants to be. Yeah, yeah, he just he really's got to keep that hamstring up. And uh, something we've learned about that Philly fan fan is, uh, you know, you guys are going to give James Harden a good fair shake, but the second it starts going bad, you guys are going to get on him, and hopefully he can handle it. Hopefully he can take the heat. Um, hey, Nick. Yeah, hey, no, Nick. Sorry, yeah. Nick. Quick, quick question on on this trade here, real quick. Obviously, Ben Simmons, obviously the big piece out of this trade. If Ben Simmons doesn't pan out, do you think that Seth Curry could honestly be like the bigger piece for the Nets coming out of this trade? Yeah, you know, you make a great point. Um, the only difference is that Ben Simmons defensively, I think, brings so much value. Yeah. And I think Seth Curry um, brings a lot of value on the offensive end. So it's going to be nice to kind of have them both. But um, yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. Seth Curry was a big piece for Joel Embiid. And, and hopefully coming to Brooklyn, he can – 
he can be that great uh, piece next to Kevin Durant. And hopefully between him, Kyrie Irving, and Patty Mills, they can be a great three-man backcourt. So, you know, that you make a great point with Seth Curry, but I just think Ben Simmons, he just there's so much potential and there's so much value on the defensive end that I think Ben Simmons is going to end up being the bigger piece in this trade. No, that's where again, that's what we're hoping for. It'd be neat. It it'd actually be nice if 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 he decides to play. I mean, Ben he, he could be a good player, but right now he's just left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And supposedly a lot of Nets fans were upset today because they were saying, you know, it, it was a bad trade, I guess, for them, the way they see it. I mean, Seth Curry, I, I'm probably the only one out of the bunch that I would say I'm kind of sorry that he left. Um, because I, I want to see the potential that he had. Uh, I would say three-point shooter, but I, I would love to see what Seth Curry had to have here. But, you know, it, it's, again, going on a bigger spotlight out there in New York. Hopefully those guys are like their new their new digs as far as being a Brooklyn Net. But uh, I think we're mostly excited to see what uh, James Harden is going to bring. And, uh, Fuji, I believe you have some news for the fans out here. Uh, Jermaine Jones said he got caught up, jammed up in some, and he wanted to see if he could reschedule with us. So Jermaine is not going to be on with us tonight, folks. We no. apologize for that, but uh, hopefully I'll reschedule sometime soon. It'll be great to have him tonight, but I, I understand he he's involved with a lot of things, so I get it. And and now he's still involved with a couple of leagues, so hopefully he'll be back uh, on here soon. So we apologize for it. Hopefully Jermaine Jones just let us know that he had to reschedule because of another, you know, basically a conflict in schedules. Uh, but I hope we'll get them rescheduled soon. So, Nick, I know we we know you're a huge Nets fan. What do you expect out of this blockbuster trade, if you want to even call it that for the most part? But what do you expect now for the Nets to do? And more importantly, we're all waiting to see what's going to happen in New York if they're finally going to stop saying, you know what, you need to get vaccinated. And, and again, it's everyone's choice. But to bring at least Kyrie Irving back to the floor in Brooklyn where he belongs instead of wearing until they go on the road, because obviously come playoff time, Kyrie Irving is going to be that big piece that they're going to need during the playoffs. Yeah. You know, it's a weird um, situation because this is unprecedented. You know, we've never dealt with a guy not being able to play home games for this reason. So, but what I'm really expecting out of this trade is, is I'm, I'm kind of expecting a, a, a new life to be brought into the team. I think, um, I think Ben Simmons is a great player. I think it's going to take him about a couple weeks to ramp back up in the playing shape. But once he gets back out there, I kind of expect him to run the show um, a lot of the time because Kyrie can't play at home and Kevin Durant's probably out until uh, probably March or so. So what I'm really expecting is I want to see what Ben Simmons is. I want to see what he has. I want to see his confidence kind of get back. Um, I kind of want to see Curry go off average 20 a game because he's going to have the opportunity to do so as long as Kevin Durant's not in the lineup. And I'm hoping we can win some games because right now I believe we're in the play-in game. So hopefully the Nets can just pick it up. But I also just want to say real quick, I actually have to head out. Thank you guys so much for having me on real quick. Um, rooting for the Nets as always. Uh, but James Harden still got a place in my heart, and I wish the best for him in the sixth. No, no problem. Hey, Chris has one quick question here before you sign off. He says, do you think Kyrie will get the shot before the playoffs? Um, No. No, I think he, he's doing his own thing, and uh, props to him. I don't think he gets it before the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he's going to kind of stick to his guns where he is. But, hey, Nick, thank you so much for calling in tonight. We do appreciate it, and uh, we will see you here on the next show. Hey, Nick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nick, 
I'm uh, when I get my when I order my James Harden Sixers jersey, I'll I'll send you one down there to Clemson if if you want it. Oh, Sue, you're so nice. <laughs> yeah, thanks for James Harden and the beard, baby. Enjoy enjoy Palm Sunday. Have a good yeah. weekend. You yeah. are you coming on Sunday for the hey, Super Bowl? Uh, um, I'm thinking about it. I, I'm maybe. I'm not sure what my schedule looks like just yet, but I will let you guys know. No All problem. All right, thanks for, thanks for having a great night. Tuning in. Hey, thanks. You guys too. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right. All right Thank you. Thank you. All right. So there it was Nick Lisi on the phillysportstrips.com hotline. That was uh, good to hear at least from Nick. I know he was trying to join us tonight, but it's kind of hard. Hey, listen, just like our young Dylan and Nick <laughs> and Jen. These guys are multitasking so many yep. things throughout their not only career, but also their college career as well. So, and that's why Jen's not with us tonight because she's uh, along with obviously her college. She also, she does the work for Rutgers and something else that she was tied into, which she'll release on her own. I don't want to say anything whatsoever until she actually makes it uh, official out here, but Jen doing good things. Obviously all of our guys and girls here doing as much as they, as they possibly can. And of course, Matt Rogers, it's kind of hard for him during the week because he's always involved uh, back in Virginia with a couple of things. So it, it's, it's hard for everybody to kind of come on, but it's fun when everybody's able to jump in and get on there. And by the way, for everyone who's tuning in tonight, I see we have more people joining him in, in the program. Uh, we want to apologize for Jermaine Jones. He was tied in, had a conflict of schedule. So we will reschedule him in the upcoming future. So Jermaine Jones will not be with us tonight but we'll have him back on uh, sometime in a very near future. And by the way, here comes Joey B where he says, uh, Angel Dylan Fuji, good evening. Sorry I'm late. Enjoying the show from the road tonight. Well, listen, be safe. More than anything else. Uh, hello to Debbie in the other room. Thanks for all you do. Mike Klein in from Philly to South, the official fan club of Broad Street South. Says, hello, all. Great to join you guys again. Philly side loves you all. Dylan Lost, lose the B cap. Thank you. <laughs> hey, listen, it's the Brooklyn Dodgers. I'm paying respect to my boy Jackie. I love Jackie Robinson. You, you sure it wasn't for the, the Brooklyn Nets there? <laughs> I hate I don't know. Maybe you and Nick were talking, and Nick told you to put that hat on there. I'm an Orlando Magic fan, Fuji. There's not much ceiling that, when it comes to that, being a Magic fan. It's all depression, it all goes downhill from. Yeah, <laughs> it goes down Shaq. like the Titanic. Yeah, yeah, and I could actually say that too because it's true. It's a dumpster fire down there in Orlando. We have some young guys. We're on the rise, though. I'll be honest. The Orlando Magic, as much as I I, I hate on my team, which it's so sad to say I do hate on my team, we have promise. Yeah, I, hate, again, I, I, think, hate on, I hate on Philly teams. They suck. They suck. Yeah. But we the Eagles them. suck. I'll come out and say they suck. If yeah. they blew a game, they suck. I still love them. <laughs> I'll, I'll still be right there the following week support them. <laughs> can we make Never Joey die. B, by the way, can we make Joey B our official comedian of the podcast, please? Like He's oh, got yeah. he should be our, like, Frank Caliendo. <laughs> yes. He should be. One, like Kenny uh, Youngman, king of the one-liners here. Yes. He should be, and I felt bad because Dave and I had a uh, I had to tell him afterwards after the show that obviously it, it, you know to bring Joey B is kind of tough because you can't hold on to the comments because they come in so fast and furious. But I felt bad for Dave because he thought that obviously we we're laughing at him, and I was telling him that I know Joey B has been a, a friend of the show here for over a year at this point uh, since Tony Bruno was on. As you you got to kind of expect this. So the worst part is when we have someone super serious like Seth Joyner. And then, you know, not that everyone everyone else isn't serious, but you got a man like Seth Joyner on 
Joy B is cracking jokes and you're trying to hold it in so bad without laughing and bringing the comments up at the same time. So Joey B does an outstanding job for uh, for us here. So yeah, he'll be you know the official comedian of Broad yes. Street South. That's a that's a good job. Hey, and we tried Fuji. Have we not tried to have the man on? And he says he just does it a couple he, times. Plus he he just declines our offer. Yeah, well, I think as you say, he makes better yeah, yeah better ones than that. But he says I'm at the rink, the ice rink right now, watching my son in power skating. Hockey mom's checking out Fuji over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, hey, Angel, hey. I want to I want to ask though real quick. We were talking about Kyrie oh, just a man. minute ago. I want to ask is is Kyrie? I I heard something where they they could still play Kyrie at home, but he would be fine. Yeah. So would you think the Nets maybe do something like that where they play Kyrie, especially in the playoffs? I mean, they'll just take the fine if they could get a chance to just make a run for the championship if they play Kyrie. I don't know. It's something interesting, I think, to take in consideration here when we get in the playoff time. It would be, but I think what's going to end up happening is like everywhere else in the nation, as we're seeing things are changing with this whole vaccination uh, mandates and mask mandates and everything else, it's it's all changing kind of coincidentally. I'm just yeah. saying because come next month is when everybody starts making a hard push for the midterms. But if New York is going to do a change, it's probably going to happen sometime soon, which I don't think then at that point, the Brooklyn Nets will have to worry about him getting vaccinated. It, you know, it'll probably be some crazy protocol they're going to come out with because you got to figure they stopped testing uh, the NFL players. They stopped testing the hockey players. NBA is supposed to be next here very soon. The only difference is they're trying to figure out is the ones that aren't vaccinated because they also don't want to test them to the point where it becomes irritable. So do they do a either once a month testing and or do they just go by the honor system? And if you're not feeling good, then you just kind of report it and they sit you out for that game. I think if that's the case, I'd rather have it. If my star player is eligible but if that night he feels like, ah, you know what? I might have the cooties, you know, I little sniffle, whatever the case may be. Then you send him out for the game, but I'd rather have him set up for the game than send him out for, you know, 20, 30 games when he's obviously your biggest potential and your biggest threat off the bench. So I'm hoping as the NBA is kind of changing their tune along with everyone else, because come next year, by the way, the NFL and Hawk and the NHL both stated they're done with testing. That's it. They're not looking forward to it anymore. It, it is what it is at this point is everyone's been dealing with it. So, you know, if, if you have the right to get vaccinated, if you want to, if you don't want to get vaccinated, it's up to that, you know, up to you because your body, your choice. But at this point, I'm hoping that the teams will start seeing that they can start kind of relaxing, easing these things, because if this stuff's going to be around forever, it's going to be around forever, like the Spanish flu and the regular flu and the cold and everything else and Fuji fever. I mean, it's just something that just happens every single year. So mm -hmm. we, we just got to keep it up more than anything else. But yeah, we'll see. It. Smart ass. It, <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the MLB season uh, as it's coming up from, from yep. what's been stated right now they too are not going to be testing the players well yeah, yeah. sorry yeah um, and minor league too they announced too that they switched from they, they were planning on testing players in the minor leagues that was something that they were planning on doing and then they took that away so that's something as well to, to keep in mind they had changed just recently as well so yeah no no testing in major league baseball yeah Fuji. i was going to ask Dylan. i don't know if we touched on i believe we didn't touch on this the other night regarding their, aren't they waiving the uh checking for steroids in baseball 
So, yeah, so I believe this can is going to be... Can you dive into that? Excuse me. Yeah, so basically, it's very similar to the way the CBA is. So obviously, with the CBA, they have to sign an agreement to be able to play and to have the rights to use, obviously, the names and the players and all that. Because obviously, if you haven't seen MLB Network, it's basically all just reruns of previous and past games. That's basically all that's been going on for the last couple of months with the lockout. However, again, it's similar to with what the steroid testing is. It's almost a CBA type agreement where they have to sign back onto it. And I imagine it would most likely just be in the CBA already, the actual steroid testing itself. Um, so I imagine once they sign a actual new test, a new CBA itself, that will also be a part of the CBA as well. So it's basically a part of the CBA. It expired a little bit later on, but Again, once the CBA gets signed, all that should probably be taken care of as this, once the CBA gets going again. But yeah, right now steroid testing is uh it doesn't have to get uh done, it doesn't have to be done anymore for the players. So uh, if any player is going to be taking steroids, this is the time to do it. Maybe they'll start off their own little like beer league or something. And they'll play at like a <laughs> play at some like minor league or like some like like little league field across the street or something. I don't know, but. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what, what happens again with the CBA agreement. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping this Saturday is uh, is some promising stuff. Hopefully we get it signed this weekend. But again, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, the, the steroid agreement is basically similar to the way the CBA is. They have to sign it and it basically makes sure that they can continue to test players and they have the rights to test players. Wanted to dive right back into the hardened trade. Yeah. Oh. A couple hours ago after the trade went down, I don't know, Kyrie Irving tweeted out something. I don't know specifically what was said verbatim, but I don't know if you guys know or somebody watching the show could chime in on this. Apparently, Harden wanted out that was reported, and Kyrie Irving was happy that he was gone. Now, I don't want to put out misinformation or anything, but do you guys did you guys hear anything about this or somebody tuning into the show could maybe explain exactly what was said tweeted by Kyrie Irving? I I, I personally did not see the Kyrie Irving tweet. I do I did hear though that Irving did have some distension or like some tension with James Harden. Right. Um and that doesn't surprise me. I mean, when you have a, a trio like that and you have two guys like Harden and Kyrie, I mean, mm. those two guys are hotheads. I mean, that's just how it is. You know, they're hotheads on and off the court. I mean, that's just how they are. They're 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 spotlight hogs. That's what they do. That's why <laughs> Russell Westbrook and James Harden didn't work in Houston. That's why that whole thing exploded. I mean, I, I'm not surprised by it. I think, you know, for Kyrie, I mean – you know, he didn't feel like he was a spotlight in Cleveland. He was the reason why the reason why he was brought into Cleveland was to bring that franchise to a championship. Then you bring back LeBron, which obviously I give I give the props to the Cavaliers. You bring a guy like LeBron back, kind of resalvages that relationship. Now everybody in Cleveland loves him. He's a hero now. But if you're Kyrie, you basically got your spotlight taken away by LeBron James when LeBron joined that team. Once LeBron joined the Cleveland Cavaliers, basically that was it for Kyrie. He was basically the second wing in that entire relationship. So for him, that's why he went to Boston and became the number one guy. And then he also got traded from there as well. So I think for Kyrie and James Harden, both of them are just such big hotheads that, I mean, it, it was almost bound to happen that both of them will have this tension for each other. And 
now obviously that Harden's gone, it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of relates with Ben Simmons. I again, I both of those guys also have their off the court issues, Kyrie and Ben Simmons, and we've obviously seen Ben Simmons can be a bit of a hothead as well. Again, as I mentioned, Kyrie. So I think things are going to be really interesting to see the relationship between you know Kyrie and Ben Simmons. It's going to be really really oh. intriguing. Well, not to bash Kyrie Irving, but I know when he went to Boston, I believe he just dismantled that locker room with his yeah. attitude and, you know, just being a cancer there as well. But, you know, not to not to get on the Kyrie Irving situation for the rest of the show. But Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, just, and you got and you got to think about it. Like MLB, you know, there are certain sports where, yeah, you're going to have your guys who are going to come in. You know, obviously, again, great example is Antonio Brown. You know, you have a guy like that who comes in, you know, right at the end of the season, throws a big temper tantrum on the field. And, you know, you could tell there was some, you know, differences in the locker room. I mean, especially for Brady, I, I was going to multiple Bucks games being a Bucks season ticket holder. And one thing that I always noticed Brady would do is he would do the let's go, you know, running down on the field. The last couple of games, he was not doing that. So I felt like there was some, you know, I'm just kidding. But no, in all in all reality, though, I mean, when you have a guy like that, you know, you have a big hothead on your roster, no matter what sport it is, football, basketball, baseball. I don't know much about hockey. I don't know how, how <laughs> it, it does. Hockey doesn't get enough exposure, I feel like, that there are really hotheads, at least, in the game of hockey. I know there are sometimes, but it feels like they don't get enough exposure. But anyways, back to my point. Um I, I don't know. I feel like when you have a hothead, it completely changes the culture in that locker room. It completely changes it. And obviously it's happened a lot in the NBA more, more than I think any other sport it, it, it happens in the NBA. But I mean, when you have somebody who, you know, kind of can dismantle a, a locker room like that, I think that that's really, you know, kind of, you know, that's kind of one of the key d- losses when you have a player like that, like a Kyrie or James Harden, you get a great talent, but somebody who just, you can't, can't keep safe no. from uh, dismantling a, a roster. I mean, going back in the old days when San Fran brought Deion Sanders in, Jerry Rice couldn't stand him. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was just not just their, you know, position and, you know, Deion going up against Jerry, but, you know, Deion was just laid back, chilled, you know, the man out, the one at the party, and Jerry Rice was all business, you know, day in and day out. And, you know, he was kind of against Dion coming to San Fran, you know, when they when they blew out San Diego, like Dion was out partying. Jerry Rice didn't want no part of it. You know, he just wanted to focus on the game, get the bed early, get up, do his thing, his regimen, you know, go out and take care of business. And they blew San Diego out of the water that game. But just a comparison of, you know, these egos being thrown together and, yeah. You know, everybody thinks they're the man and, you know, it's, it's all teamwork. It's, you know, it's just like any other setting, any job, whatever, you know, teamwork makes a dream work and nobody's bigger than the other person. I mean, right. you all, I mean, you don't have to like each other, but at the end of the day, the goal is the ultimate goal is to win the title, the championship, yeah. whatever. That's an all walks of life. So. Yeah. Speaking of, as Joey B says that the Lightning are in Denver tonight against the Avalanche, and is it a sneak peek to the Stanley Cup Finals? Well, we would hope so. And by the way, a former, former Lightning player now head coaching a yeah. particular team. Uh, Dylan, you're not to find folks. 
Yeah, so Martin St. Louis is the official interim head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. I am so happy for this. Martin St. Louis is one of the most well-respected Lightning players of all time. Um, I mean, Mm. there's nothing wrong with the guy, the way he's been able to carry himself. And, I mean, just him bringing that, helping out bringing that Stanley Cup home to Tampa Bay. I mean, that was such a, a huge year in 2004 when we were able to beat the Calgary Flames. I was not old enough. I was still in my baby blankets when I was when they had won the championship. It would have been cool to be put into the Stanley Cup with that year. But uh, no, it, it's it's awesome to see Martin St. Louis get his chance and his opportunity. And hopefully he makes the most of it because, I mean, while the Canadians aren't the best of teams right now and they're a little bit of disarray, which is is really unfortunate because the Canadians are are such a historic team. And for them right now, not being where they have always been, which is always in the title picture, it's definitely unfortunate. So I'm really looking forward to Martin St. Louis getting his opportunity for the Montreal Canadiens. Hopefully he does something with it and hopefully he can get a, a actual head coaching job, a legitimate one for the future. Right. Tom states, uh, since the Harden trade today, what do you guys think the biggest trade in Philadelphia sports was? Since Fuji is usually our historian here in Philly, Fuji, I'll let you take a crack at that one first. Well, just to clarify, Tom, are you talking of all time or possibly in the last 20 years, 50 years? Uh, Well, he said the biggest trade in Philadelphia sports was, so I'm thinking that he's going back from the very beginning. Um, well, I mean, hey, Tio was probably in the last 15, 20 years was probably the biggest trade that the Eagles made with Baltimore. Yep. Well, actually, that, well, actually that trade was original trade was Tio to Baltimore, but then they had, it went to the court and the court over and then the Eagles got involved and actually the trade went. The Eagles awarded one of their defensive ends to Baltimore and a draft, or no, San Fran and a draft pick. Right, because he was supposed to come. That turned out. Yeah, because he was supposed to come directly here to Philly, but somehow another got uh, involved. I mean, T.O., well, let me fast forward. I'm sorry. Let's say Roy Halladay. Yeah. I mean, Roy Halladay was brought from Toronto for three yeah. prospects, or at least four, but. I mean, the last couple of years, I mean, like I said, there have been some big trades. Probably, I'd say probably that's the biggest trade for the Sixers probably since Chris Weber back in 06. Yeah. I mean, they brought Matumba Moses in 80 for, for the 82-83 season when they got him from the Rockets. JT, JT Realmuto, maybe I was thinking just recently the trade for oh, JT. He, he was, he was, that's right. Wow. Yeah. He was. You also, know, if you're, if you stay on the baseball side too, look at Cliff Lee, right? Cliff Lee was brought yeah. here, traded away, brought back. Right? Remember the whole thing, right. Mary Cliffmas. Yeah. So that was a, there, there was a couple of them. I mean, leading yeah. up to this one here. But I would say Roy Halliday was a little bigger than that. Yeah, Cliff Lee. Yeah, I would think so. Tom says, thanks, Fuji, by the way. Hi, Tom and Tara. Hopefully you guys are staying warm because I did hear it got up to about 59 degrees out there in Philly today. So well, that's 60 a good thing. tomorrow, 60 Saturday, and back to the cold on Sunday and possibly some snow showers. 
Yep. No, I did see that on uh, Action News down here, so I get to see it. And plus, I got to tune in so I can see uh, our friends down here at 6 ABC to talk about the, the trade today and how the fans are feeling. But and some fans have said that they like the trade. Some fans feel that the whole job is going to come back. But mm-hmm. we, I, I want to kind of go back here a little bit. When we had talked about, uh, as far as the, as Joey said, the NBA, they run the asylum over there. Is it getting to the point that you guys believe that these you know, and, and I know these guys, you know, they want their big contracts and want everything else, but the performance, does the performance go with the contract on top of, are we now going to allow every player and every major sport to dictate who they want to play for, who they don't want to play for, and then with these teams getting stuck with these big lucrative contracts? Well, I think it's been going on probably the last 15 to 20 years. I mean, Brady... I don't want to say Brady dictated where he wanted to go, but obviously it's going to be the mo- where the most money is. I mean, baseball, look at Scott Boris. You know, being the agent of, you know, many big players, Bryce Harper. I mean, look at the bidding. We're, you know, San Fran, the Dodgers, the Phillies, you know, and, you know, it's just, you know, LeBron left Cleveland, went to Miami. Went with Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul. You know, it's like these guys talk, hey, let's go here. But going back to probably the early 2000s, I mean, Jermaine Jones was involved in the trade for Gary Payton going to the Lakers and uh, Cora Malone. And, you know, they couldn't win. They couldn't win the big – I believe they got knocked out by San Antonio back then. But, you know, just because you build – You know, you go out and try to corner the market and buy up the league doesn't mean jack. I mean, all right, the Yankees kind of, they did it for, they still do it. But that doesn't always mean, it doesn't always guarantee you're going to bring in the trophy. I mean, it, it backfired on some teams over the years too. Yeah, I mean, you look at a team like the Rays. I mean, you look at a team who doesn't buy up anybody. They barely bring in every anybody, and they're a playoff contender year in and year out the last couple of seasons. So, I mean, t- obviously the Bucks. We did it last year with when it, you know bringing in the house kitchen for Brady to try and win a, a championship here. But I mean, it's I, I I think it depends on really like the player and the situation because obviously, I mean, especially in the NFL, like. I remember a few years ago when, uh, what is it, Jameis Winston was trying to bring in Deshaun Jackson here to Tampa Bay. And obviously, if you're trying to build around a guy like Jameis and he wants a guy like Deshaun Jackson who is a proven player, you're going to go make that deal for Deshaun Jackson to not only keep your player happy, but to also bring in a guy who could maybe be a valuable asset for your team. So I think I think it really depends on the situation. And I also think it depends on the player that you're actually getting in the whatever it may be a deal or a trade whatever the case may be i think that uh th- those are some of the factors that have to do with uh how the actually signing works but i think baseball honestly is probably when it comes to players getting overpaid i think uh, is a, it could be sometimes the worst in baseball just because of how much money is just thrown around the players but a lot of them do deserve it though i believe but there are some guys who i think maybe get paid a little too much than what they are oh. making right now i mean it's it's ridiculous because in baseball, you got these owners which get the TV contracts that are billionaires. And, you know, the other side, you got these players who want more. What the hell are you going to do with all this money? All right, good for you. Go yeah. out and get it. You got the talent. 
hey, someone is going to throw $330 million to me. Sure, I'll take it. Your great-great-grandkids are set for their life, practically. <laughs> and it's, to me, to, you know, it's, it's it's the fans like ourselves that get hurt on this. I mean, I'm a season ticket holder, pay $1,000 a seat for Eagles season tickets. God knows that they're going to go up again. I mean, you can't even take a family of four to a game anymore. It's yeah. like two, three hundred dollars. It's a joke. I mean, the fans are the ones, you know, we're working minimal jobs, and these guys on both sides are swimming in tons of cash for the rest of their lives. And, you know, we're the we're the ones that pay the salary to go. We put our asses in the seats to go out there to watch these guys perform. Sometimes these to me, players shouldn't get paid when they lose. Yeah. Because that'll get more of an incentive to go out, show some damn heart and talent and win on the field or on the ice or on the court. And I'm going to have three things. It should get the paychecks revoked for losing, tacking this stuff. It's a disgrace. I don't want to pay 110 bucks a game to go watch Eagles throw a, a damn game down the toilet. Yeah. It's a, It's a disgrace. Yeah, especially, I mean, especially too, kind of picking back off of what you said, Fuji. I mean, you got to think about it. The minor league players, think about how much they get paid. They don't get paid jack nothing. I mean, I get it. They're still, you know, young and they're progressing through their career. But you think about it, all that money that gets paid to those major league players, what what is left? There's basically nothing for minor league players. And think of how much minor league players have to go through just to get. And that's why I love Exactly, and that's why I love watching the minor league. Scraps of crap. That's all. Exactly, and I've I've heard horror stories from players about how bad the minor league life has been. Fortunately, they're trying to make efforts on trying to, you know, get the minor league level a little bit reshapened. Which I think they're it's doing a good job. They got housing now for the players, but again, it's 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 still like, and as you mentioned with the fans, like. For me, what's crazy is there's not enough marketing. I feel like in baseball, like if you're if you're just a regular casual fan. I mean, would you be able to even tell who Mike Trout even is? Like, if you're just a casual fan, maybe watches every few times. I mean, like, it just feels like there's not a ton of marketing when it comes to baseball outside of, like, maybe, like, a couple stars here or there. I mean, the last guy I can think of that maybe has had the biggest marketing influence would have to be Jeter. But Jeter had already built his brand by the time he he became even such a a big-time marketable name. So, I mean... I, I just have a feeling that baseball really needs to market and hone in on marketing their players, not only the major stars, which obviously can make them money, but also some of your good talent players and maybe even locally try to market those guys as well. It's true. You're killing me with these comments. I can't think. I can't think. He could be the, uh, with the wizard of food. Exactly. Uh, Joey B said, I'm so old. When I went to the MLB games, you could see the managers like Earl Weaver smoking in a dugout. The good old days, yeah. Uh, oh. God, no, that's Earl. right. He says, uh, it's, it's ridiculous as far as the ticket price. He 100% agree, and obviously, the epic rants that he absolutely loves. Oh, well, it's the truth. I mean, yeah. back in the 50s and 60s, these guys have played sports, had full time jobs, right? They weren't out here living the life, the luxury. Swimming and everything, you know, women, cash, cars, houses. I mean, nope, it's a shame where it's going down to today. But again, it comes down to just like MLB right now, they're talking about as far as all these. Okay, number one, I don't believe any player should be worth 
$400 million for, I don't care if it's five years, 10 years, because that gets passed on to the avid fan who wants to go out to the ballpark. And just like, you know, if you go down to movie theaters, it used to be one of the cheaper dates you could ever go to, because you got to remember before it was what three bucks or so go to movies, maybe a buck or two for popcorn. Again, a buck for soda. I mean, it, it was cheap. Now you go in, in New York city alone, just to get in to the movie theater costs you about $40, one wow. single ticket, 40 bucks. So when you start talking about all these big lucrative contracts that make absolutely no sense whatsoever, then again, you're stuck with all these, you know, either players or guys then who get disgruntled and they want to go somewhere else. So now you're collecting basically two different paychecks at this point. I mean, who Fuji out of <laughs> the longest New York Met tenure that still collects Bobby money Bo. and exactly. And there's you even a Bobby Bode. Right. So you got to think about Yeah. Must be. So it must be. But again, it comes down to how much is enough for these players. That's what I, I would love to know because I, I, again, they get what they want and it's a shame that it should be, it should be just that. But you know, all these big lucrative contracts doesn't make any sense to me. And oh. then you got, you know, when you look at, at brand new stadiums again, so you got now high end contracts and in a brand new stadium, you're trying to build just like right now, the rays are in a situation where, what are they going to do at this point? So it just, it, it just, it just makes you wonder how much is enough. Well, I'll say this about the NFL. Like, the, you know, their contracts aren't guaranteed. Like the NHL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. Like these guys, I mean, you're one hit away from being done. And, I mean, I know that's in any sport, but the, the bread and butter is a signing bonus up front. Yep. I mean, these guys could tear an ACL tomorrow and never play another down again. And, I mean, these guys are probably playing the most violent sport. Or hockey's there too, but you know some guys are making four, eight, ten, twelve million dollars, and you know they ought to look more at what the NFL Players Association. All right, yeah, all right, quarter an average, the average quarterback's getting forty million, but you know you're not making them. You know you're making so much with the signing bonus, and you know so much every year where they could cut you. You know, right. the average player. You know, they're making money, but like I said, it's the NFL of all, of all sports, not just being an NFL and an Eagles fan, but, you know, these guys, like it, they always did say, you're one head away from being finished. Right. Just yeah. with all this CTE and no matter if it's in hockey, NHL, whatever, but. Pooji, correct me if I'm wrong. Connie Mack? What about him? Peter question, Joey B? Oh, I didn't see it. Where did the Phillies play before the vet? Shy Park. That's Connie Mack Stadium. Yep. 22nd and Lehigh. See, I'm I sorry, know. I didn't see the question. No, no, that's fine. I just want to make sure you back me up with that one because I want to make sure I wasn't losing yeah. my 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 skills there as far as where the Phillies end up playing. But uh, Joey B follows up with Dylan me, Fuji, and Angel are sold to move into pro sports, uh, pro sporting events when there was no cell phones, no diamond visions, and no music. We just listened to the organ playing and watched the game, which he's absolutely right. He's Man. absolutely right. Matter of fact, uh, Joey, just to let you know, Fuji 
when he used to go, I remember when he wanted to shout out a birthday wish, he had to do it via a telegram. So they gave him a little Morse code machine and he had to type it up. Yeah. And that's how they sent the message out there to, uh, out to the, well, ocean. Was a, the pigeon flew down and I sent the note. <laughs> Just like did you, in the old days with war. Fuji, did you go to the, the baseball games where they had the big megaphone to announce the lineups? <laughs> the big what? The megaphones. big mega, megaphones when they announced the lineups to the crowd. <laughs> Like a microphone in front of you, yeah. <laughs> Just like that, like that muscle in front of you. <laughs> well, no, I, I've seen like they've done what is it called, like uh, throwback nights, where they bring it back to like an old team back in like the 1900s, and they'll have like the big megaphone. They'll bring they have have the guy back with the big megaphone. Oh, I, I never saw that. Oh yeah, oh, those are older than I am. I mean, he those are great. <laughs> hey, whoa. No, it's, it's, listen, I'm vintage. I ain't old, my man. The the thing is, these guys are. Uh, I'm in my. But do you, but if you think about their foods, because Joey brings up a great point. You got to remember when the vet won Fanavision, and that was the first ever major league sport that ever introduced anything up there. Which reminds you of the Atari games, because obviously it wasn't you know super color or anything else like that. But Fanavision was the very first one introduced into any major league sport, and so you know and that was a big one up there at the seven hundred level. Fanavision came into existence in nineteen eighty three. See, Joey, Joey, listen. For the record. Were, and section 751. What did Pete Rose Center have field. for dinner? What, what did Pete Rose have for dinner? I don't in know. What, what's Tom Brady doing when he get in touch with his colleagues? <laughs> See, how do I know? <laughs> because yeah, you know. are the historian. That's why. <laughs> I don't know everything. I mean, I know, but listen, it's, it's, it's all in fun and jest. That's what I was trying to get to because I know, it, it is. Smart guy. <laughs> Fuji, amazing knowledge of 1983 with the Fanavision. So, listen, it was fun. Fanavision was spelled P H A N. It's not F A N. That's where people don't like P H is in like Philadelphia. Well, how does Fuji know these things just like the rest of us who are historians out there in Philadelphia? If you love Philly sports, you remember a lot of things that happen out here in Philly. So, it, it's, well, it's amazing. But Fuji is our historian, believe me. Other than Howie Rose's so, best so friend. And now Tom Brady's best friend. He's also our historian here at uh, Broad Street South. So it's a great job by Fuji. Fuji, you said uh, you were looking back at what the best trade was in the last 20 years. Maybe your boy Howie would get uh, traded out of Philadelphia. That might be your best trade. I don't know if they can, they can officially <laughs> trade general managers. Can they? Well, I mean, they traded, they traded head coaches. Gruden came over from the uh, Oakland Raiders to Tampa. So, I mean, why if they not? could trade head coaches, why not trade GMs? Yeah. No, but listen, by the way, and speaking of, and I want to get into it here before we sign off here because we're coming up on it. What do you guys think of Lovey Smith now for the third time in his career becoming a head coach? I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go first. Obviously, I have good connections with the uh, Houston Texans. Obviously, my buddy is a former Super Bowl champion, but now with the Texans. But no, in all reality, uh, Lovey Smith, I mean, it, it, it's a little – it kind of makes me mad. I mean, obviously Brian Flores has all the capabilities to coach a head coaching, you know, head coach a team. First off, Josh McCowan should not have ever been in that running to have no experience. I mean, maybe high school level at best. I think I saw a documentary where he coached at the high school level, like a year off or something, but for a guy had no experience, he's obviously had only played like two seasons with the Texans organization. And then he ended up retiring or left the NFL at least. So, I, Josh McCown should have never been there. But in my opinion, I mean, 
I'm happy for Lubby Smith, but it doesn't seem like this is a long-term situation. I cannot see Lubby Smith staying there past this season. They're going to find somebody to hopefully replace him again. They're going to be back into it all over again, basically, come next uh, January. It's it's, it's going to be a short-lived yeah. thing, and I think – it's it's I'm I'm happy they hired Lovey. It's great that he got another opportunity in the NFL. Hopefully he can build something off of it. But I mean, mm. Brian Flores is a better candidate. But I think with everything going on with Brian Flores, with the the lawsuit and all the legal stuff that's going on with Brian Flores, they probably were just like, listen, we're not going to touch it. We already got so much. Uh, we already got so many issues going on right now. We might as well not leave the whole lawsuit situation going on with Flores out of the picture. So. This was basically just a safe pick, just somebody in the organization that already knows how to run the offense and the defense. So that's true. As Joey B says, Lovey Smith, what upgrade is that for the Texans as a head coach? Proves that ownership is making money and happy being status quo. And Tom, to reply back to Joey's question was uh Joey B, it was Billy Ocean out there and talking about live. Oh, I didn't see the question. Yeah, no, that again, that's our historian. We got you. Uh Sean Payton to the Texans or Dallas when McCarthy gets Dallas. fired. Dallas. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, that, that, that Sean, talk's been going on for a couple Sean, years. Sean Payton to the Texans. That's that doesn't sound good at all. I wouldn't want to be no, he's, him and Jerry Jones are like this, him and that yeah. plastic face. Yep, yeah, that's what it is. And it's you know, it's a I, I, I think if I'm a New Orleans Saints fan, to me, it's one of those things I take it as an insult where you left, you know, and not to mock the, the Saints because by all means, I don't think they're a bad organization whatsoever. I didn't I like when they put that, you know the uh what was it the bounty gate that was the one thing they should have never done and it's always going to haunt them forever and wow. it might be the reason why they haven't gone back again to another super bowl but if you're a saints fan to me it's utter disrespect when you're looking at sean payton walking away from the new orleans saints because he's dying to be a dallas cowboy and by the way which i always said that tom mccarthy shouldn't be there sean payton would he Mike turn around McCarthy. that team Whatever, Tom, Tom Mike is a Phillies. Yeah, Phillies announcer. I just got it. Thank you, Genius. Great broadcast. Get it right yeah. if you're going to say it. <laughs> Get it right. Tom right. McCarthy, Phillies, Mike McCarthy, Dale. Yes, yes, I mean, yes. Dale's I know. Brothers. Yeah, no, but for Mike That's McCarthy, first of all, he shouldn't have been there. But I don't like the fact that Sean Payne will want to go over there because obviously he wants to kind of, to me, it's almost like sticking it to the Eagles when you want to become over in Dallas. But then again, I don't see McCarthy being there all season long, especially now yeah. that Sean walked away. I, I would see something happening about midseason. Put in yeah, whoever uh, the interim is, which was the um, – what was the the OC? The young kid who just got two interviews. Calvin Moore. Yeah. So you make him the interim. And and who's not to say Jerry Jones sticks with him as your new head oh, coach? I, I think Dan Quinn. Yeah, but say I've heard rumors about Dan Quinn possibly being a guy who comes in. I think he could be a very interesting guy. Yeah, but, yeah, but Dan Quinn already got a land of the Super Bowl, but you know, they basically blew that lead to uh, New England a couple years, the year before the Eagles won it. Now Tom wants to know if uh if Dylan knows Billy Ocean. Uh, I do not know who Billy Ocean is. I know who Billy oh. Idol is. What about that? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Billy two, Ocean, two different, yeah. Two <laughs> different genres. I wish I could play it because if not, then Facebook will just knock off the podcast because yeah. God forbid you play for something. But yeah, no. Back Billy. back to the Houston situation. I go for Lavi Smith, but that that team is just since that owner was a moron and then Bill O'Brien and trading away DeAndre Hopkins and Yeah for a piece just, of it's song. just it was just like 
I mean, they were they were in the AFC title game two years ago. It was like this, and it just went down like the Titanic. Yep. Ever since yep. that organization's a joke and a dumpster fire. It is unfortunate. But uh, Joey B says, how about Ed Oregon? Uh, Oregon there to the Saints. It, unfortunately, no. it's not going to happen because Ed – he screwed himself, literally. He doesn't even have the capabilities to coach a college team. How could he have the capabilities to coach a bunch of pro guys? I, I have no – there's no it's way like that's going to It's happen. like a guy we had in the city a few years back named Chip Kelly. I thought he was, yeah. you know, coaching young men and, you know. And then you guys just, bring in Doug Peterson. By the way, yeah, I was just about to bring that up because uh, final thoughts here before we sign off. Uh, what do you guys think of as far as now, Dougie P? And and Dougie P did not impress me whatsoever during his presser because it was kind of, to me, it was cheesy. I expected better out of Dougie P. It was a pretty cheesy press conference. I really didn't watch it. I mean, I want to see who he, I'm interested to see who he brings in on his coach and staff. I know he hired a couple Mike McCoy, I think, is the offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, but it, word on the street, though, is from what I'm hearing from uh, the NFL Network, There's you're supposed to be called up there for the D.C.'s job. Yeah, me? Yeah. I don't I don't want to work for that owner. He owns that AEW. He put more money into yes. that than, than his own football. That his own football team will take over to Europe and England. Well, I will say that. The actually- London Jaguars. I will say I will say that actually is his son Tony Khan who owns AEW, but uh, I will digress. But actually, uh, I thought it was actually I thought Cody Rhodes owned it. Yeah, Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan are well. Cody Rhodes is like the president of something I don't remember, but Tony Khan is who run is who owns it. He's the son of Shad Khan who owns the Jaguars. So, well, but uh, but uh, D- Dougie P though, I'm I'm happy for him. Who's the GM in Jacksonville? Oh gosh, they I don't even know. Is it There's the so same guy that hired uh, Urban Meyer, Urban Oscar Meyer Wiener there. I, I don't I know. Believe, I want to say I believe so because I don't think they got rid of the GM as of yet. And I say it lightly because obviously Dougie P will get what he wants at this point to rebuild that whole entire mm-hmm. team. And speaking of, I also believe that the London Jaguars will be the Germany Jaguars, as now the NFL stated that they're going to play a game over a regular season yeah. game in Germany, which, again, you, you guys, this is like, it's insane what the NFL is trying to do. And I feel bad for these coaches and these teams because it screws up their system so bad. It's bad enough when you go from the East Coast to the West Coast because some people have a real hard time when it comes to that. Then you're talking about some 12-hour difference heading over to the right coast, <clears throat> the far East Coast, and then go over there to you know to go play a game over there. And by the way, it's a movie reference everybody remembers. But if you you end up going over there, and to me, it just it doesn't make any freaking sense. Uh, Joey B says uh, Trent Trent Bucky is the Jags GM. Yeah. So oh, I mean, they've had numerous number one picks. Like you know, Jalen Ramsey, he didn't want to stay there. I mean, shame because you know they got to the AFC title game. Against New England, the year the Eagles, the year we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they had held, they actually had New England on the ropes. But Marone, forget what Marone did. He forgot to, didn't call some play, and basically they, Jacksonville shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Yep, and they did. 
By the way, here's we're going to close things out. If you guys take a look there, once we said, like we said before here, and you can see us there in double image. Sure <laughs> but yeah, the same characters are on here right now. But if you guys go to broadstreetsouth.com, once again, broadstsouth.com, as you guys can see on the screen there, right, very top part is I just told you guys about our strategic partnership with Caesars Entertainment Caesar Rewards. If you guys click on that link, it will take you, as long as I don't screw this up here, as you guys will see magically on the screen, no it'll take you over to superdraftpro.com. And again, you guys can access free contests. You can take a look at the uh, the packages that end up having. They do have a free one, like you said, a base one. Then it starts jumping up to your elite plan. But take a look at it. It's a lot of fun. If you don't want to deal with the other guys, take a look at superdraftpro.com. And it, I'm telling you, the games, how crisp and clean it is it's actually really really good so please take a look at that and again thanks to dan uh for helping me out when it comes to super draft pro it's a lot of fun so you guys take a look and see if it's something for you and like i said you can gamble and if you if you're in a state like vegas and you sign up obviously you can win money because you're eligible there in florida you can trade in for the different prizes they have in there and it's good stuff so by all means take a look at it and if you're actually looking at it as well that can actually pay for the fees if you guys end up upgrading to different plans. So, again, take a look at it here on the website. Also, a good mention to Big Sarge as uh, we've been going back and forth a lot on In the Trenches. Listen to Big Sarge from either BigSargeSports.com and listen to his podcast that he has. And he ended up losing a good friend who's battling cancer. So, uh, condolences, as I said to Big Sarge earlier today. I know it hits close to home because his late great wife, unfortunately, had the same battle, end up losing it. So, uh, Big Sarge, we hope that uh, that you're doing fine tonight. I know you were at the presser the other day with the Houston Texans. But, uh, again, our special partnership with Big Sarge. So, big, everyone check out BigSargeSports.com. Again, if you click on the link, it'll take you right directly to the website. Also, to Larry Gilman and LGDirect.net for your sales solutions. You can look for your credit card terminals, your payment solutions, and also your apparel at LGDirect.net. Also, to Tampa Joe's, if you guys visit our website at tampajoes.com and or visit the restaurant at 9316 Anderson Road out here in Tampa, Florida, hop's giving a jump away from the airport. And we hope again to fill the house. If Major League Baseball can get their act together here, hopefully we can help fill the house there with phillysportstrips.com. You can book your weekend and watch a game in Orlando and then have a clear water weekend as it will be a East Coast, West Coast weekend over by phillysportstrips.com. If you guys click on the link, you can also see when they're taking their PGA first trip in July uh, overseas. So that should be a lot of fun with phillysportstrips.com. Vince Rizzuto doing an outstanding job out there with phillysportstrips.com, along with Mike Goodwin at Tampa Joe's. And by the way, he just opened up, or is getting ready to open up his fourth Bubba Coos restaurant. So I will let everyone know, and in the area down here, and if you are in Tampa, I know it's kind of hard if you live in Philly, but in the Tampa area, you guys can check out BubbaCoos.com. Of course, Mike Klein, who chimed in a lot earlier uh, for Philly, the president of Philly of the South, the fan club. It's a great time at Tampa Joe's with Philly of the South because you feel like you're back home. It's a lot of fun with that group. Check out their fan page as well on Facebook, along with Eagles Mania. And thanks to Eagles Mania, the partnership we have with them as well. So they can share out the show. You guys, if you want to be informed, everything that's going on with the Eagles, check out Eagles Mania. The same way with our friends over Wayne at Packers Fan Podcast, which he just came on recently, does an outstanding job. Is now his 16th year with Packers Fan Podcast. 
does an outstanding job. You guys, please check that out. Also with SpectreSportsArt.com as he is getting ready to unveil the project that he's been working on for the past four months. So again, check all these out the same way with Steel City Renegades. The show that normally we have on on Sunday nights will be back next fall as he talk about the Steelers, myself, Chipper Nenendahl, um, Lee Money, and Dave Waldcheck uh, from Steel City Renegades. Check out the show. And by the way, speaking of, after Super Bowl Sunday, coming up two Sundays from now, from the day 2500, we have teamed up with the guys from Redline Radio LLC with Crank It Up. So the first one will be on Daytona Sunday. Following that, every show after that will be on Monday night from 8.30 to 10. So check that out. Crank it up. That should be a lot of fun. Fuji will be in the official the, – well, first of all, he'll be the official marshal of the show on Sunday, and then we're going to put him in a race car on Monday well, night. So if you guys get him fired up – Who's sponsoring the car? Who's uh, Goody's Headache Potter. We have the races over. I'm going to drive it off the lot and drive it around Philly. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll a jackass. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you do that and then let me know how it works out for you. But also, <laughs> check out Crystal Biz, uh, crystalclean.biz. Uh, if you guys need someone to clean your home office and or just your home as well, because now it's both your home office and your home. And if you have a business out there in Delco, please reach out, reach out to crystalclean.biz. And finally, the publicist here at Broad Street South, which should be, but he is his own publicist. Check out you guys, Tony Cotillo. And click on the link as well. Publicist and sports personality and just learned that he is now on Sunday nights on Sirius XM talking fantasy sports. So Tony doing big things. Congratulations to Tony. Once again, a special mention out there to JC Newman from jcnewman.com. If you guys want to celebrate just like uh, maybe the Bengals will be doing this weekend, you guys want to celebrate, check out jcnewman.com. And Fuji, one last thing that I want to mention. Before we end up signing off, if you have to buy your sports gear coming up this Sunday, where do you want to buy it from? Where else? But I, when I order my James Harden jersey, Fanatics. That's right. So you guys go to Fanatics.com. Take a look at it daily because if you guys take a look at the daily special, sometimes you have between 65% off to 50% off, sometimes even up to free shipping. So check it out, Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. And that's where Fuji likes to shop the most. And I know if you guys take a look back here, thanks to Fanatics.com, uh, that's where you end up seeing most of the merchandise back here, minus obviously the NASCAR gear. So And just like oh. Dylan there with his rays, minus the Brooklyn that, hat. That, that Bears helmet and... What else you got back here? Tampa Bay Lightning goalie helmet. That's right. A few other trinkets. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you want to call it trinkets, you're a wise guy. Wait, didn't you buy the uh, Tom Brady jersey in the back of the closet from Fanatics? No, there's no no, no, I sure didn't. Nor will I. So that's right there, smart guy. No, I told I you, I, I commented the other day on Facebook. I said, I wanted to find out if he sent you that care package. Yeah, no, you were just, crying in your beer with Tom in your coffee with a Tom retiring, but now yeah, there's well, rumors he may come back. Pulling yeah, a Brett Favre, obviously. Well, yeah, well, it's just rumors, right? It's okay because I got you back there in the trenches. So don't worry, there, buddy. I, I got uh, you. And, uh, yeah, you yeah. calling in, in the trenches tomorrow to ND Clue and Big Sarge? Uh, probably so. Yeah, because tomorrow is uh, tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, so I should be calling in tomorrow. Super Bowl. Yep, definitely so, be calling we, tomorrow. 
What time are we on Sunday so we can let everybody know? We should be on at 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon as we try to accommodate, obviously, the guys that we had on beforehand. So we're going to have the LA, Ram, LA Rams representative along the same way when yeah, with Sheriff Joe Bags, And then, of course, with the Cincy Jungle uh, on back with us as well. And now I'm drawing a blank when it comes to name. I know it'll come to me after the show's over. But we'll have both gentlemen on this Sunday at 1 o'clock. So check it out. And then... Following our show, if you guys flip it over to Steel City or sorry, Redline Radio LLC on Facebook, you guys can then see their Super Bowl special coming up on Sunday as well. So you have Broad Street South first and followed by Redline Radio LLC, uh, along with, of course, a plethora of other shows that are be on there. And uh, Fuji's favorite, Joe Buck, I'm pretty sure is going to be lighting up the stage for Fuji. And don't forget the halftime show this year. Mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige, Eminem, yes. Dr. Dr. Dre. Dre. Yep. And Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick, yep. Oh, and so, Snoop Dogg. And Snoop Dogg, that's correct. Snoop. Yes. Yeah, and by the way, for those who missed it, during the NASCAR Clash, Ice Cube performed on the NASCAR Clash, which I thought was the funniest thing because there were so many different people out there, and you can tell, obviously, you're, you're and everyone knows there's rednecks in NASCAR, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it was funny to see this one guy that kept showing with the cutoff Alabama shirt, so, you know, obviously Alabama being the, the band name, but he's just kind of bopping his head back and forth to Ice Cube, not knowing a thing about what Ice Cube is all about. So, but not probably bad. Probably got flown in alcohol. Uh, probably so. Hey, Angel, one thing I wanted to say before we all let, let everybody go, but uh, I wanted to say my thoughts and condolences go out to uh, the brother oh, well. of J- Jason Giambi, Jeremy Giambi, passed oh, away right. yesterday. That was unexpected. I actually had a chance to get to talk to him. We were going to try to do a podcast together. Unfortunately, we never actually got a chance to, but uh, very unfortunate. That was crazy. I couldn't believe Jeremy passed away and uh, obviously a former Philadelphia Phillies player so, uh, and also made his name with the athletics. So definitely want to get my thoughts. Years years old. Yeah, 47 years old. It's insane. That's why you never take anything granted. Enjoy yeah. every minute that you have because you are not yeah. guaranteed tomorrow, folks. And by the way, if you guys have any kind of mental health issues, always, by all means, reach out to someone because the worst thing to do is to keep it inside. And the day you decide to blow up might be your last day. So always, and there's plenty of programs out there, but reach out to us, reach out to somebody. If you're going through it right now with everything that's going on in this world, please reach out to someone because your mental health is more important than anything else in this world, especially when it comes to your family. So listen to Debbie, my producer over there, Studio B. For Joey B and the gang for tuning in tonight, Tom, uh, Sean, same way with Dan. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Same way with overseas, Brazil, the 28 states that follows. By the way, 29 because we picked up Washington State. Seattle, thank you very much for tuning in as well. San Fran, and I'm missing one more too to add it up there, but... Uh, no, I was at Seattle. They're slick. Tampa, Tampa Florida. Florida. Tampa, didn't Florida. You say, didn't you say Stockholm, Sweden? Or not? Yes, sir. They joined, but uh, there was somebody else. San Jose, California. There you go. I, I was sticking to the sands, but San Jose. The area so, back down. Yes, sir. So thanks, everyone. We will see everyone on Sunday. Once again, we apologize for Jermaine Jones not coming out tonight. He did have a conflict of schedule. We will have him rescheduled, but we appreciate everyone tuning in. Enjoy your night, and we will see you Sunday for the Super Bowl. Have a good weekend, and go Birds. Go Birds.